Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, from the Star Reynolds Sports Desk, your 93.3 KJRFM Sports Headlines. All righty, boys and girls. Here we go. Headlines on a Wednesday afternoon right here on Softy and Dick. Brought to you, of course, by our friends at Buddies, Goodies, and Glass. It's always 420 at Buddies, baby. That was a hot mess. Inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. So on the 25th of May, I sent out a tweet that says the Mariners are now 18 and 27. Okay. Okay. To win 90, they have to go 72 and 45 the rest of the way. <laughs> or play 615 ball the rest of the way. Or play at a hundred win pace the rest of the way. Well, guess what the Mariners just did? They just won their 90th game. All and of that. 72 and 45 since May 25th. They played 16 as uh, 615 ball since May 25th. And they played at a hundred win pace since May the 25th. The Mariners win it five to four. Julio Rodriguez with a Mariner rookie record, 28th home run. Marco Gonzalez. Seven innings, three runs, and the last regular season. In 21 years of hell without a playoff game has finally come to an end. The M's finished the year with 90 wins. Next up, Toronto Friday, 1 o'clock at Rogers Center. Husky basketball team's gotten a commit from four-star guard Wesley Yates from Beaumont, Texas. Second-ranked player in the state of Texas. 30th nationally, according to 247. And he's also Quincy Pondexter's cousin, by the way. And yeah. Mike Hopkins' nephew and Will Conroy's son-in-law. You know about that? I knew about the first yeah, one. He's the also one. marrying Jen Cohen, too. Uh, what else? Jameis Winston did not practice today for the Saints before their game with the Hawks on Sunday. Uh, wide receivers Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas were both limited today in practice. And how about Geno Smith? How about your guy, Geno Smith? The NFC Offensive Player of the Week after his game against the Lions on Sunday. Former Hawk left tackle Dwayne Brown has returned to Jets practice after sitting out the first month of the season with a shoulder injury. Jonathan Taylor will not play tomorrow night for the Colts with toe and ankle injury. And Kyle Pitts, Falcon tight end, did not practice today. Neither did Tom Brady. He also missed practice today for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You want to get emotional? Let's get emotional together after the Mariners' regular season just came to an end. When Jerry and I came here seven years ago, we had a goal. We needed the end the effing drought. I love baseball because of Ken Griffey Jr. and Edgar and Jay Buhner and Ichiro. And those teams spurred it, doing this kind of thing, watching this on TV. You know, it's my, that's what spurred my love for the game. I, I hope we can do the same thing for this next generation to this area. Every day when the game starts, I look up those banners. We need to add another one. Matt Grash got some nasty stuff working here tonight, folks. He's ahead 0-2-2 out, nobody on it. Crowded full roar, the 0-2 pitch. He got him! Matt Grash, a 1-2-3-9! Who's going to be the hero in the home knife in this 1-1 game? Robbie, where you at? Get up here. We talked about going out and taking it. Those last three games right there, that's going out and taking it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Mariners baseball right there. one nothing, one one. Coming back. Man, over. What? Uh, thanks. It's 
folks out here at the ballpark. 3 2 to count. The pitch from Acevedo. Mariners have played 46 seasons. You guys are the fifth team to ever make the playoffs. Every player, staff member, trainer, strength coach, everybody has had a hand in this along the way. Are you kidding me, Cal Raleigh? That's right, the party is going on. Congratulations to the Mariners. A long season gets paid off with a trip to the postseason. Pacific Northwest. You brought the electricity tonight to this building, and it was unbelievable. You have made a difference with this team, and I thank you. Are you ready? You ready? Hey, hey! Wow! I got a tear in my eye. Who's cutting onions in here, man? First of all, <laughs> you love the Inception soundtrack. You love it. Hans there is Zimmer. nothing oh, better oh, than the Inception soundtrack. Did the top stop spinning, by the way, at the end of the movie, in your opinion? I think it kept spinning. You think it kept spinning? Okay. It kept spinning. Well, it's a, great, it's a great tune, and it really does tug at the heartstrings, man, because for the first time in a long time, and for the first time in the lives of many, many people, including your kids, by the way, mm-hmm. the Mariners' next baseball game will be in the Major League Baseball postseason on Friday at 1 o'clock at the Rogers Center in Toronto. Honestly, I just wanted to say that. To hear what it sounded like coming out of my mouth, I tweeted that a couple nights ago just to see what it looked like on Twitter. And you know what? We're going to do something on Friday during the game that we've never, ever, 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 ever done before. We are going to tweet about a Mariner playoff game during a Mariner playoff game. Great call, yes. Because the last time the Mariners made the playoffs, there was no Twitter. Was there even Facebook? Uh, No, there was no Facebook. And you know what? The original iPod came out the next day, October 23rd of 2001. The very next day. I mean, think about everything that's happened in your life, right? Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, both of us have been married and divorced. That's right. Since well, we, then. We both still work here, It's though. crazy. <laughs> yeah. We haven't changed jobs since then. And that's even crazier <laughs> that we're still allowed to come here every day. But I, I cannot wait for Friday at 1 o'clock. Uh, yes, we're going to be on the air during the game. Yes, we're going to counter program with some football. But yes, we're going to have one eye on the game, if not both eyes on the game. It's going to be very difficult mm-hmm. to do a radio show on Friday with the Mariners playing a playoff game. Maybe we'll have to do some funky contest on the air. Maybe we'll have to bribe people to tune into the show on Friday. Uh, maybe you watch the game on TV, you listen to us on radio, whatever. You know, it is what it is. But I am so freaking amped up for Friday afternoon because the unbelievable dream of making a World Series is now alive. And it may be a long shot when you consider the Yankees and the Astros, two behemoths standing in your way. But it's not impossible. They've won games against the Yankees. They've won games against the Astros. You and I have been debating for the past couple weeks, who do you want, the Blue Jays or the Guardians? Well, the M's were 11-3 and combined against those two teams in the regular season. So maybe, just maybe for once, we should put down logic and rationale, and we should just start thinking with our hearts instead of our heads And look at this baseball team and say, you know what? The hell with it. Mm -hmm. Let's not worry who we play. Let's get Julio Rodriguez on a national stage 
like he was at the home run derby, and he's heating up. 28th home run today, rookie record by the M's. How about Robbie Ray goes back to Toronto and shoves it up their ass on national TV on Friday afternoon. Ty France finds his bat. Handiger went long today. Gino's back. Castillo got a great start in his last start out after two horrible ones. Logan Gilbert probably pitching on Sunday. is going to have like a week and a half off. He'll be rested before that game against the Blue Jays. So if there's ever a time to dream as a sports fan, it's right friggin' now. Because we live in a world, and I get that everybody else in baseball that's still alive can say, there's 12 teams that can say this, and you're one of them. The Mariners are nine wins away from the World Series. That is a fact. So I don't know about you guys, but for the next 45 hours before Friday at 1 o'clock, that's what I'm going to be yeah. thinking about. No, we got to enjoy it. We absolutely have to enjoy it. And, and to your point, baseball is a sport where the 7th, 8th, ninth best team in baseball, just statistically best team win baseball, which is where the Mariners are. Right. I mean, they're 8th in run differential. They're ninth in record. They're the 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th best team in baseball. But in baseball, we've seen the 7th, 8th, ninth best team in baseball go all the way to the World Series. It Absolutely. doesn't happen very often in ba- uh, football. It certainly doesn't happen in basketball. Right. Because if you don't have the mega stars in basketball, you can forget about going to the NBA Finals and win the NBA championship. In baseball, there's still that chance. And what I want to know is I want to know what this resurgence meant remember how all everybody was negative right right tuesday september the 27th they lost to texas five to nothing and that was loss number holy smoke one two three four five six seven eight out of 11 games okay and since then they went seven and two down the stretch yeah and kind of got their mo did that mean anything at all does going into the playoffs hot mean anything at all uh yeah uh but no right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you're asking me a question that I guess we've seen both, right? Yeah. We've seen a team kind of barf it up and then find themselves come playoff time. We've seen teams go into the playoffs hot uh, and then fall apart. I mean, the Mariners won 116 games and then made the ALCS. There was no wild card round. I get it back then. But the answer is I don't know. The answer is I still think no matter what this team did, we've been saying here for months on the show and it's not like it's some unique opinion because a lot of other people have said the same thing, that this team is built for the postseason because of their starting rotation. They have a better starting rotation than Toronto does. They don't have the offense that Toronto does, but they have a better, deeper rotation than Toronto does. But that doesn't matter in a three-game series. Uh, A deep rotation does not matter in a three-game series. Well, it matters in game three, and it matters if your starters are getting pounded and you can bring somebody in who can go the rest of the way. They may not have the opportunity to bring in a guy that can go six or seven innings. If you realize quickly on Friday that Robbie Ray doesn't have it, or quickly on Saturday that Castillo doesn't have it, or Gilbert on Sunday, you can go to a a Flexen or a Gonzalez or somebody else, or a George Kirby, whatever. I mean, I would expect that all six of those guys are on the playoff roster. Absolutely, all all six are there. So you're right. It, It does play a bigger role the longer the series goes. But I think for this baseball team, with their pitching staff, they should be in a series with whoever they play. And you mentioned, you know, what it takes to win a championship. Atlanta, the Atlanta Braves last year had the 11th best record in baseball, Mm -hmm. and they won the World Series, okay? 
Now, again, it doesn't happen like that all the time. The Dodgers had the best in 2020, and they won the championship. The Washington Nationals in 2019 had the eighth best record, and they won the World Series. So in two of the last three years, you've seen a team with the eighth and the 11th best record in baseball win the entire thing. So it's as close a tournament. It's as big of a crapshoot as any professional league out there. You watch the NBA, normally the cream rises to the top. The NFL, typically it happens, but maybe more so in the NFL, you see a team that can make the NFC or the AFC championship as a wild card. But baseball is crazy, and that's why we've always just said, just get in. So I, I am I am thrilled for Friday, for this city, for families, for kids that don't have any experience watching this at all, for you know young people like Jackson who have no freaking idea what playoff baseball is going to be all about, you're not going to believe it. It's going to blow your friggin' mind on Friday. You will be on the edge of your seat for every single pitch. You'll be yeah. pumping your fist at every single strikeout. Every single hit is going to feel gigantic. Every single out is going to feel huge. And when it gets down to it and they're leading late in the game on Friday or Saturday afternoon with a chance to maybe sweep in Toronto, your heart is going to be oh. jumping through your freaking ribcage, man. You'll and find I, yourself. And, go ahead, Jackson. And I, and I can't wait for it. I'm sorry to cut you off here, but uh, why don't we head down to T-Mobile Park where Julio Rodriguez just spoke to the crowd uh, at the end of this cool. game. Love it. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to everybody that is here right now. You guys, Mariners fans, are really the best. I thank you for always supporting us throughout the whole year. Thank you for, for relieving us. I know, everybody, I know we fell short last year, but you guys still believing in us, and we're here right now. We're going to go to the postseason. We're going to have all of you guys in our heart, and we're going to give our rest for this city. And every single one of you guys, let's keep on going. See your drives. <laughs> well, there's no question this team really loves each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is yeah. no question at all. And that doesn't – just because you win games and just because you make the playoffs doesn't mean you have great chemistry. But this team has great yeah. chemistry. Yeah. There is no question yeah. about that. And we've seen teams that can't stand each other, that won titles. That's right. I mean, Dave Henderson used to tell us how those A's teams could not stand sure. each other. Remember the Bronx was burning documentary? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, at some point, talent wins out, right? You got so much talent, it doesn't even matter. But, you know, this team's not like that because they do have holes. They have holes offensively. They may have, you know, some holes in their lineup when they play Toronto on Friday. But I, I just, uh, you know, again... This has been so freaking long for us, Dick, that it feels like the first time that I've been here for 28 years Mm -hmm. and it's been 21 seasons since they last made the damn thing. So I I, I just wonder the reaction, the buzz around the city on Friday. And a lot of people have been complaining and I get it about the start time. You know, I think people forget that even back in the day in 2000, 2001, we had day games. Oh, absolutely. We had plenty of day playoff games. That was typical in baseball's day games. You know what you do? Well, it's it's even more typical now because you got four games on Friday and four games on Saturday. So you figure it out, you know, and I know some people are going to have to work, you know, maybe some people in school, whatever. But if there's any businesses out there, any offices out there, any teachers out there, if there's ever a day to give people a day off or maybe, you know, do a different curriculum for this Friday. <laughs> let the kids watch the game. Put it on radio. You know, whatever. Yep. Bring in a big screen TV. Let them watch on their computers because this is the start of something. 
Not the end of something, not the middle of something. You mentioned your tweet about what Jerry and Scott have done with this baseball team, uh, considering where they were a couple years ago, yeah. run differential, things like that. This is the beginning of hopefully an unbelievable run, and you think about kind of what's happening on Montlake with Kalen DeBoer, what's happening with the Mariners right now. The Seahawks are in a rebuild mode, and they're maybe on the way back. This could be, with the Kraken getting better, this could be the start of a hell of a golden era for Seattle sports, pal, with the M's leading the way. Yeah, well, I think growing up, the ALCS was always during the day I'd get home from school and it was on. I mean, I think it was 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock. Usually our time was when the when those playoff games and the division series right, as well, right. they, when it came a little bit later Aren't on. But, some of your best memories? Oh, of course. When you got to skip school or miss school or your dad pulled you out of school <laughs> to go to a Mariner game yeah, yeah. or a Mariner playoff game because it's not very often that parents are willing to do that for their kids. Yeah, But when you're a dad, which you are, Mm -hmm. I'm not, but I can imagine how you feel and how other dads out there feel. You want to pull your kids out of school to watch a Mariner playoff No, there's no question. And you you mentioned how Jackson's going to feel. I mean, I can just remember... You know, back in back in two thousand, back in two thousand one, I would sit there and I was I was living at home for God's sake because I was working here and I couldn't afford to live anywhere else. So I was living at home and I'm throw, playing catch with the dog for each pitch. Every pitch that was thrown, <laughs> I had to throw the ball and I had to hit a certain spot on the wall. I was so ODD. I was so superstitious, Jackson. And you'll get to that point, you'll start like you'll you'll move your foot. You'll like, oh, I can't. I got to cross my legs. No, I got to uncross my legs. Every pitch, you'll just be freaking out. It is so. Fun. It is so different than the normal, just kind of laissez-faire. Oh my God, this is a three and a half hour baseball game. Oh, yeah. Three yeah. hours will go by like that. It's unbelievable. Uh, Chuck Powell is going to join us coming up next Good. segment, by the way, and give us his thoughts on what the M's are doing starting Friday against Toronto. Ben Wagner is the radio and TV voice of the Toronto Blue Jays. We are making an effort to get him on the show as well, and uh, we're going to be somewhere Friday. We don't know where we'll be yet, but we'll be somewhere with the show on location on Friday. Uh, the Emerald Queen Casino, by the way, has their big event center, and they're going to be showing all the Mariner games on the big screen in the event center starting on Friday. The Mariners, as of right now, are set to play at 11 o'clock in the morning on Sunday in Toronto. That is only if all the other series are going to three games as well. Uh, if they are either one of two or the only series left, there is a great chance that game's going to get moved to later in the afternoon, which would mean you can watch a Seahawks game and then focus on the M's. And I know that... Obviously, people's minds are on baseball right now, as they should be. But you got the dogs and Mariners going head to head with each other. Uh-huh. You'll watch both games at one time on Saturday at one o'clock, and then Sunday morning, if the M's played eleven, the Hawks are going at ten o'clock. So, I, so we're I not for sure they'll play at eleven. No, or it could move. No, we uh, it absolutely it will move. If the, if they are the only series left, they will move for oh, sure. Later, absolutely, yeah. 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 They're 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 not going to have them play at eleven. If they are the only series left, that'll be in prime time, probably a four o'clock game okay. on on Sunday night. Um, we'll get a break. Chuck Powell is going to join us coming up next segment. Uh, Jackson's giving... You know what? I hate when he does yeah, this. Yeah, I know, right? He's Hand looking signals? at me. He's laughing. Like, he's raising his eyebrows. What do you want? Uh, th- th- there's so much going on. I'm producing on the flight. Ben Wagner says uh, he can join us next segment, so okay. I'm calling Chuck, and here's Chuck calling me. All right, let's do Ben next segment, and we'll do. let's see if Chuck can do 445. All right? We'll do Ben Wagner, the uh, voice of the Blue Jays, at 4.30, and we'll visit with Chuck at 4.45. We'll spend the next half hour uh, devoting it to this baseball team as they are set now to begin their first playoff run in 21 years. 
in about 45 hours from now in Toronto. The M's won today 5-4. to four. They win 90 games, and they wrapped it up with a 90-72 and 72 record. We're going to break. Ben Wagner, the voice of the Blue Jays. What are we in for? He'll explain next on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hear us anywhere, anytime on Alexa or Google Play at Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM and on the iHeartRadio app. Now back to Softy and Dick. All right, it is a final from T-Mobile Park. The regular season is over. See you later! The Mariners win 5-4 to four with a walk-off in the ninth inning, and they will end the year 90-72. and 72. They will next be on the road in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. At 107 Pacific time against the mighty Blue Jays of Toronto. And joining us right now on the radio program, the voice of summer in Canada. Radio voice, TV voice. He does it all, baby. The voice of the Blue Jays, Ben Wagner, with us on the radio show in Seattle. Benny, how are you, pal? Uh, I'm tired today, guys. We have a double header. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're tired. Imagine yeah. waiting 21 years to make the playoffs, pal. All right. Right, right, right. Yeah, we well, are. Well, you know, this was a franchise that had to go 22 years with the gap in between the World Series win in 93 until 2015. Mm. And everybody was revved up, and then they started to strip it down again. So at least I can guarantee this. Maybe not the delay yeah. in postseason births like you guys have experienced, but the energy will be unbelievable for the Mariners when they get to Rogers Center on Friday night. Well, amazing that two teams that came into the league together in 1977 are now finally meeting for the first time in the postseason. And give us kind of an overview for for Mariner fans out there that maybe have not watched a lot of Blue Jay baseball. When we talk about the Blue Jays in Seattle, Ben, it's normally us bitching and moaning about the amount of Blue Jay fans at T-Mobile Park when Toronto is in town because they travel so well. So let's forget the fans for a second and give us your view from 30,000 feet on what kind of team we're going to see on Friday. Well, thankfully for the Blue Jays, they are playing their best baseball through the month of September and then into October. The offense looks like it was finally at full throttle, which had been not there. We have had pockets of times around the Blue Jays where the offense was really deep and the lineup was very potent every night out, but you never got the big runs, like four or five weeks in a row where every time somebody needed a base hit, the Blue Jays found it. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is where a lot of the talking points should start, and deservedly so. He had an incredible year last year, finished second in MVP balloting, and tons of pressure and expectations put on himself this season, and he didn't hit for the high average, didn't have you know that big hot streak where he was driving in runs every time he came up, but he is always going to be a threat in the middle of that order, finishes the year with 32 home runs. And you can likely see Vladimir Guerrero Jr. bank on an at-bat in the very first inning with Vladdy in there. Uh, George Springer looks like George Springer, who tantalizing with his September numbers and October numbers over the course of his career. Uh, He flips a switch. He really does. So those top guys with Bo Bichette as well, leading this order off, one, two, three, this is a lineup that is very, very potent right at the start with the very first pitch that gets thrown to begin a ball game. And then 
pieces that follow. Alejandro Kirk has a flash out of nowhere and has great bat-to-ball skills. Not going to hit a lot of home runs out of the ballpark, but again, he gets the ball in play and he creates a little havoc by making guys move when he's at the plate. So that's a lot of fun to watch. The Oscar Hernandez, Danny Jansen's had a really nice close to the season. So you can hear all these names and rattle them off. You get the depth of the Blue Jays' offense. And again, they played really good baseball down the stretch. They really did through September and October. The calling card of the Blue Jays, though, recently have been really solid starting pitching. And that might surprise a lot of people, and the name might surprise a lot of people when first comes off the list. And also, the guy that's going to get the ball on Friday night, in Alec Manoa. Sophomore season, and as the games get bigger, as the moment gets more strenuous, he thrives in these moments. And somebody that's just in his second year, in Major League Baseball, uh, innings eater, absolute battler on the mound, and admittedly, over his last couple of starts, just has not had his best stuff, but still goes out, gives you six innings, you look up at the scoreboard, he's allowed four or five hits and maybe a run or two. Uh, that's the kind of that's the kind of guy that sets it up with the rotation, and then Kevin Gosman has been outstanding this year. Uh, his splitter recently has been filthy. There was a little bit of a nail concern. Uh, but he's got some treatment on that. The cracked nail is healed. Looks like he's going to line up for game number two. And in the bullpen has gotten some sharpening work down the stretch. They've gotten stronger with Zach Pop and Anthony Bass. And then the closer, Jordan Romano, who's having an incredible year. So it's a really, really, really balanced baseball team right now, and they're playing really well. Well, they're a team we didn't want to face. i got to be perfectly honest with you. We've been talking about it for two weeks. We've been trying to do anything we possibly can to avoid Toronto, and one of the reasons is the Rogers Center, because I don't think there's a lot of venues in baseball where I look at and say, that's hostile. That's not a place you want to play. But I notice you only have two more wins at home than you do on the road. So how hostile will it be for the Mariners? It'll be very hostile. It'll be really emotional for a lot of the Blue Jays, especially the front office, and uh, an organization that has been just, salivating at an opportunity not only to get to the postseason but host games at rogers center something that they were not allowed to do for over two years the pandemic season obviously had its own obstacles for everybody in life but the border restrictions forced the blue jays to play in buffalo then last year a season that started with them playing games major league baseball was played at their spring training facility in dunedin border was still closed had to play a pocket of games in western New York at a AAA facility in Buffalo, and a ball club that had expectations and really wanted to play well, but yet all these little obstacles, all these little hurdles, everything looked like it was stacked up against the Blue Jays, but they tried to knock off win after win after win. They get to the final season after a 670-day gap. Rogers Center is reopened because of the border, you know, the restrictions being lifted. They finally get baseball back, but it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. Fans wanted more. They get to the final game of the regular season with 14 different scenarios, including what could have been a 163, a trip to the Pacific Northwest to play the Mariners to find out if they could get to the postseason. Then all of a sudden, the Red Sox rally for a win, and the air went out of the Rogers Center on that final out like you wouldn't believe. So this is a long time coming. This is the hostile environment. This is the energy that you can expect at Rogers Center, and it's going to be replicated from the days of the Joey bat flip and everything else in 15 and 16. Oh, yeah. Well, Ben Wagner, again, the voice of the Blue Jays, is with us. Um, Well, one way to neutralize that is with phenomenal starting pitching, and the Mariners have a guy that you know well than Robbie Ray. Uh, Luis Castillo came over from the Reds, and then likely Logan Gilbert on Sunday. For lack of a better term, how much do you and Blue Jay fans and those hitters fear Concerned by this Mariner starting pitching staff? 
Uh, a lot of concern, and Luis Castillo is having a great year, and I pined around the clubhouse just asking about how confident the Blue Jays are looking at the pitching matchup and obviously with 18 innings to cover <laughs> today. Yeah. That was the main concern from a Blue Jay perspective, but they know, and they're very familiar with Luis Castillo, somebody that the Blue Jays did a deep dive in, and, and in their own regard, over the last couple of years have had their eyes on as a potential acquisition as well. So the data dive from the front office and the baseball operations is very, very intimate that they know what they're going to get thrown at them on Friday night. And I will say this, the Blue Jays offensively in the American League Eastern Division see a lot of velocity, a ton of velocity, really good stuff, and they handle it really, really well. What they don't handle, though, is a pitcher that has really good sliders. So if Castillo is out there and the the follow-up is Robbie Ray, right, in game number two, that's yep. a fastball slider guy. Yep. Now the Blue Jays are the Blue Jays watched the guy win a Cy Young Award with him last year. So, again, there's some comfort, and they know the grunts are coming their way. If that slider is really good for Robbie, that might be a problem for a very, very, very right-handed hitting lineup, uh, even though it goes against the grain to say that, with all the right-handed bats the Blue Jays have, for whatever reason, guys with really good sliders uh, give the Blue Jays trouble. And remember, Robbie Ray didn't face them head-to-head. Mm-hmm. So they have not seen Robbie Ray head-to-head this season, um, which is you know interesting that he's coming back to Rogers Center and going to make that start in game number two. So uh, the, the, Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are a very potent lineup from top to bottom. They really are when they run out. When they run out George Springer, Bobuchet, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and even Whit Merrifield, somebody that they got at the trade deadline, has got a lot of playing time with Santiago Espinal landing on the injured list uh, in the last couple of weeks. He looks like two-hit wit. I mean, that guy that won the American League hit crown you know, in 18 and 19, he looks like that former player right now. So uh, it's a relatively deep lineup. Right now, and they're like I said earlier, they're playing their best baseball, which is really exciting, finally, for the Blue Jays to peak mm-hmm. at the right time. Uh, so I think it's going to be a really, really good couple of games and grind-out approach by the Blue Jays at the plate. Talk to me about a 3-3 game heading into the seventh, and the starters are out of the game. I mean, that is where the Mariners have just been rock-solid. They throw arm after arm after arm in that bullpen. Can the Blue Jays match that? I don't know that they'll have the octane that the Mariners have in the 7th, 8th, and ninth. The Blue Jays' bullpen has some swing and miss stuff with Anthony Bass and, of course, the closer, Jordan Romano. He's a 98, 99-mile-an-hour guy. Big-time slider as well that racks up a bunch of strikeouts. But guys around that, like Zach Pops, the sinker ball guy, Adam Simber, the side armor, you know, he gives up a lot of soft contact as well. So these bullpens are certainly different, but they're different yet effective. And the Blue Jays are comfortable with giving out contact, not having that blow-you-away, swing-and-miss stuff. And that was really a criticism of the front office. That was a point where the Blue Jays' front office took a lot of heat because they thought that was a need, something the, the you know from the outside looking in might need to be addressed to make this a difference maker for a Blue Jays team that, that really got burned by that contact and soft contact, and they shift a ton to try to prevent it, too. So it'll be certainly different when you look at how the bullpens are managed yeah. by the Blue Jays, but uh, it'll be really interesting to see what what John Schneider and Pete Walker, the pitching coach, line up, identify as the best matchup in situations. Yeah. Because this Blue Jay bullpen is interesting with the way that it's, it's pretty dynamic. They necessarily won't have the same scenario every time for a seventh and eighth outside Jordan Romano to pitch the ninth. Uh, they mix and match a lot. 
Well, it's always somebody we're not talking about, right? Because most mm. of these games are close. So it's always somebody, a pinch hitter, a pinch runner, a reliever that we're not talking about. Mariners have a couple of guys. Uh, Sam Haggerty would have been that guy, but now he's banged up with a groin injury. Dylan Moore, maybe uh, Carlos Santana. Carlos guy, Santana, man. maybe a Jared Kelnick late in the game. Who's that guy for Toronto that we should fear that comes out of nowhere and rips our guts out this weekend? Uh, that, you know what? I, I had this conversation with Alex Cora when the Red Sox were in town this weekend because he, he got such a great feel for playoff baseball with the Houston Astros. With And I know there's question marks, right, guys? But there's there's what he did with the Astros, what he did with the Red Sox because he was shoulder-to-shoulder with George Springer. He saw Jackie Bradley Jr. go out and win an ALCS MVP. I said, what makes it different, you know, in the postseason? And he said, it's not about how many. It's about when. When you pick your spot to thrive in a big moment, for me, in the postseason, it might be Danny Jansen. Danny Jansen has the ability, Blue Jays catcher, from behind the plate to make an impact, whether it's the game calling, which he's really good at. He's one of the best defensive catchers in the game. Uh, Is he going to make a big play on the bases with his arm? And he's got a knack, especially down the stretch, to run into home runs in big moments. And that might be kind of this under-the-radar, sneaky guy that makes a huge impact for the Blue Jays. I love it. All right, man. Uh, I wish you luck, but the hell with that. I hope you're crying your ass off on Saturday night after the M's get two in Toronto. Uh, I appreciate the visit, man. It's going to be fun, man. Thank you for doing this, Thank Ben. Thank you. It'll be a great ride. Hold on tight. No Thanks, doubt. Guys. Ben Wagner, the voice of Blue Jay baseball. Uh, the voice of baseball on this radio station is Chuck Powell. He's going to join us next. We're going to keep the Mariner train going right here on 93.3 KJRFM. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hear us anywhere, anytime, on Alexa or Google Play at Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM and on the iHeartRadio app. Now back to Softy and Dick. Exclamation point on a regular season. Uh, that was it today. Uh, we saw it, and <laughs> you saw as the game was playing along, you kind of figured it might go that way. But uh, I know there'll be a, uh, a lot of people watching come Friday afternoon here. So uh, uh, not much else I can say there. There's a lot. There's big moments yet ahead for this team. Uh, I certainly believe that, and they're going to happen here uh, at T-Mobile Park. But we got some work to do first, obviously. All right, the voice of Scott's service. He's obviously thrilled. Uh, He's calling for a first-round win. I just heard it. There you go. Well, I I would hope so. (laughs) You you know, I think we're probably done in two (laughs) games. So we'll see you next year in Peoria. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Uh, Mariners are having a watch party, you know, at T-Mobile Park. And uh, I I think I can now say this officially. We are hosting a watch party in Chuck Powell's family room uh, for the game on Friday at 1 o'clock. So text us to 49451. We'll give you the address, and we'll all be there at uh, at 1 o'clock. A room for what, uh, 50 or so, 60, you think? There will be fondue. There you go. There will be lots of fondue. Yes. Who's who's not a fan of fondue, baby? Grab a skewer. 
I'm a fan of getting going on Friday in Toronto, buddy. Uh, here we are. Uh, I've been waiting a long damn freaking time for this. Uh, you know, 21 yeah, years. Well, a lot a lot has happened in 21 years in this city. Uh, we were just talking about it, that we're going to do something on Friday we've never done. We're going to be tweeting during a Mariner playoff game because there was no Twitter the last time the Mariners were in the postseason. So give us your thoughts, first of all, on the matchup with Toronto. I heard you a little bit this morning on my walk with the dogs, and you were going player by player. Sounds like the Blue Jays may have the edge offensively, but the Mariners have the edge with the pitching staff. Oh, yeah. They're, they are a dynamite offense, fourth in baseball, and I think they have even more uh, in, in terms of runs scored, and I think they even have more potential than that. Believe it or not, they had uh, kind of a down year. Bo Bichette had a, a rough first half by his standards and has been red hot here in the second half. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who was runner-up to Shohei Otani, there were a lot of people that thought he should have won the MVP award uh, a year ago. I think they're kind of dopes, uh, but uh, that, that argument was made last year. He had such a sensational offensive year. He had a he had a terrific offensive year, but it wasn't by his standard. So this is a very dangerous offense. I would probably give them uh, offensively the edge uh, six to seven, maybe, of the regulars uh, in the lineup over the Mariners. But um, with the, 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 but then it comes down to pitching, and there are the 15th uh, best ERA. Their starters, the 18th best ERA in Major League Baseball, uh, where the Mariners are uh, right there in the in the top uh, five uh, in Major League Baseball. So uh, I, it's it's just a, a classic case. They are the offensive team. Um, we've got the pitching and the defense and maybe base running, which could be something uh, that not a lot of people are going to talk about, but Toronto's not a great base running team. And so those little things uh, could end up deciding this series. So I, I like it. I like pitching and defense this time of the year. It is a very worthy opponent uh, in Toronto, but uh, I, I think we edge them out. I think we get them in three games. Mm. Well, do you think the Mariners are more built for a longer series because of their depth in starting pitching, whereas Toronto's so top-heavy at the top of their rotation, they're more built for a three-game series? Yeah, they probably are. I mean, I think that it, you know, anytime, the longer the series, the better chance you have of really figuring out who's the better team. And so it's going to come down to timely hitting, and I, I think the games are going to be lower scoring uh, than you think. Um, and so I, I think that there's something uh, to that story statement uh, dick and and yet uh, i mean luis castillo he seems to pitch his best when uh, the crowd is most into it and and so he's only had one postseason start in his entire career uh, but to put him against Alec Manoa, who's a Cy Young candidate in game number one, that's a dynamite matchup. Uh, and then and then Ray versus Gosman. Uh, both guys have uh, had their hot and cold streaks uh, here during the course of the uh, season, but that's a terrific matchup. And I'd love to get it to game number three um, and put one of the young kids on the mound. And I do believe we have the bullpen advantage, which every year, guys, just uh, heightens its significance in determining postseason series. And, yeah. and, and I think... I think uh, bullpen depth. They've got the better closer in Romano, but I think we've got the better uh, bullpen uh, here in Seattle. Well, and, and really the amazing thing is, at least with Robbie Ray and Luis Castillo, th there really is no history at all between this offense and those two pitchers. I mean, nobody besides George Springer has more than seven ABs against 
Robbie Ray. George Springer is six for fifteen off him and hitting four hundred, yeah. but oh, nobody Springer. else nobody else has really seen him. I mean, Tapia has what eleven at bats against Castillo, and and that's about it. So there really is not a lot of history here. But yeah. uh, Logan Gilbert on on Sunday, uh, if he is the guy, which I assume he's going to be the guy on Sunday, will be pitching on eight days rest. Does that concern you at all? That kind of layoff. No, I mean, if it was, you know, it, I, I, no, I'm, I'm going to say no. I think it might actually do him some good. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm not worried about uh, eight days rest at this time of the year. It's something that nearly every major league team did that uh, uh, had wrapped it up. I right. mean, Tampa did the same thing with Drew Rasmussen, uh, who's been on fire for them in the second half. He didn't pitch today. Uh, so I think that I think it's beneficial uh, more than a detriment that he's going to get a, a couple more extra days rest at this time. How much does the resurgence matter that the Mariners experienced in their last nine games? Because uh, there was a lot of people freaking out about 10 days ago I, I i don't know i don't know if that's a factor i think that for them even more so than toronto it's a deep breath I, i'm not sure toronto had the season that they were hoping that they'd have i think they were thinking 105 wins this year Ooh. i think they were thinking we're the best team in the american league east and and look what ended up happening they end up battling it out for the wild card and yeah they they kind of caught fire here toward the end but i don't know if they necessarily felt like man we had the most complete season this year and obviously we know the roller coaster we went through with this uh, Mariners team uh, this year. So uh, competing like that and and having the ups and the downs, it, it's probably it's just refreshing to be able to say, okay, everybody starts from scratch right now. Uh, and so we start a brand new series and made the best team win over the course of the uh, next three games. So um, I think that uh, uh, I, I, I'm not going to. Uh, I, I don't know if I feel much better that they've won a few games against Detroit uh, any more so than I was feeling bad that they were scuffling uh, there a, a, about 10 days ago. I right. think it's just the natural order of things. I think once they got that monkey off their back of finally getting in, uh, I think that more than anything was beneficial to the way that this team has played. And so uh, now you get to start from scratch, and I think they've been looking forward to this for a long time, guys. And I think mm -hmm. that, uh, believe it or not, even though we were all about the playoff drought, uh, or a lot of people were out about the playoff drought ending, Jerry DePoto, the moves that he made uh, in the offseason and during the season and bringing over Castillo uh, weren't just made to make the playoffs. I think this team is really built to win in the playoffs, and I think they got a good chance of doing it. I'm I'm with you, and I want to ask you one more because we don't often talk about managers when it comes to matchups in the regular season. I think they matter way more in the playoffs than they do in the regular season. And we got a guy in Scott Service, obviously, who's here for the very first time as a manager. And we got a guy in John Schneider. So it's another kind of John Schneider. Now. We love it. That's right. Who is yeah. the is, is has he been given full time status now? They fired Charlie Anigo Montoya uh, back in in July and replaced him with John Schneider. I, I mean, I assume he's coming back next year now as as the manager. But neither one of these guys have managed a playoff game. You've watched Scott manage all year. You've been watching the Blue Jays. I mean, I don't know who's got the edge in the dugout. Uh, I, I mean, just from experience with it, I guess I'll go service. I mean, not knowing the Blue Jays coaching staff, which I think is a big factor as well. I'm a big Pete Woodworth guy, I'll, and uh, and to have Manny Acta there at Scott's side could uh, could be very beneficial. I'll give I'll give us a, a, the slight managerial man, uh, advantage out of uh, right. out of sheer experience. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing, what does Scott do best? Uh, Jerry Depoto said it at the end of last year. He may have had a perfect season. 
with managing the bullpen, and and I think that those are the real decisions that yeah. a manager makes. I mean, we we give uh, managers too much credit and too much blame for a lot of the uh, in-game decisions. There's a they're called a manager for a reason. Their real job is to manage the personalities and and try to get the most out of each individual player from game to game and day to day yeah. during the grind. But Really, the big decisions are made uh, when to go to the bullpen, yep. who, to, who to go to in the bullpen, and what matchups to play. And some of that now comes from upstairs in the Nerdorama, uh, and they tell you who, has, who's the, who are the best pitching matchups and the best uh, hitting matchups there. Uh, but this is really what he does best, and it will get accentuated here over the yep. next three days. I love it. All right. Well, yeah, you're calling it in three. I'm going to call Mariners in one. They'll beat them, nice. so, they'll beat them so bad Friday like they won't it. even show up for game two. Uh, okay. All right, Chuck, great stuff, man. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. You're all over it, buddy. Have thanks, fun, man. man. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. All right, Chuck Powell with us. We'll get a break. We're going to hear from Scott Service, by the way, at 530. Kevin Harlan talking all things NFL is next. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.